Hey, what's up, guys? Thanks for hanging out. <clears throat> Welcome to another episode of Flyers High and Wide Radio. I'm your host, Angry Jim. I'm here with my co-host, Jack. Um, real quick, you can hear us on the following platforms. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Breaker, Overcast, Radio Public, Stitcher. The uh, Anchor app is what we're using now, and we're live on YouTube. <clears throat> now that I got all that out of the way, Jack, let's get into our, our topics for tonight, man. They really showed me all they had in the uh, a nice little ten-minute span in the third period, and uh, that was about it. Um, so with that, with uh, our team being what fifteen, twenty, and five, uh, probably dead last in the league. The only thing we can look forward to now is the trade deadline. <laughs> and I know my boy Jim here likes talking trades, Jimmy. So who? Um, feeling on this trade deadline. I mean, we're obviously sellers. Yeah, it's sad to say, January 3rd, 2019, uh, Flyers are already looking forward to the deadline, and unfortunately, they're sellers. The obvious guy everyone's uh, everyone's going to come up with is Wayne Simmons. Um, he's, he should be the perfect trade deadline candidate. It'd be nice if he was helping us out. He did score, uh, what was it, a power play goal tonight? Yeah. Uh, he's the first person to score on the power play quite a while. Um, I saw a stat. They were like 9 for 95 until tonight. They were almost below 10%, which is embarrassing. <laughs> uh, to, to go along with their penalty kill, how bad that's been, it's, it's a joke. Um, I don't know how they have any points on the season, it feels like. But we were talking about Simmons before, and Jim, I got to ask you, because you uh, you went off. I, you were seeing red. Uh, believe you felt Simmons had had not much value. Uh, what was going on with you there? I mean, in, until tonight, he was he was almost uh, invisible. He's almost a ghost. And you know, I I, I want to get really really angry, but I, I can I can understand from Simmons' standpoint. Um, it's almost like he knows he's not going to get paid here. He knows he's not going to be here. Um, and he's thinking about his future. I mean, it sounds selfish, but um, we've seen what kind of player he is in the past. It's easy to say that he's not that kind of player anymore. Um, unfortunately, I don't think he's helping the team out, and I don't think he's helping his um, his trade value. I think that you're right, and, and somebody will pay up. Um, I just can't see his, him... Um, getting more than a second or a third round pick in return. Um, I've seen a lot of guys saying, you know, maybe a prospect and a pick. Anything with the word end involved, I would say is a win right now for Simmons. Um, I've seen a lot of guys say maybe they get, uh, what's his name, Kevin Fiala keeps coming up from Nashville. Nashville's a team that supposedly wants Simmons. Um, That's a 22-year-old kid. I know that roster's deep. Um, But I went and did some digging today and. uh, a little bit of Flyers trade history. I have. I went all the way back to 2013. The, the last two players the Flyers have traded for in season are Valtteri Filppula and Radko Gudis. I mean, if you if you want to count Peter Mrazek, he's on there. So it's funny you say that. Uh, both were salary dumps. Right. Well, sort of. Coburn was. I wouldn't say a salary dump, but it was a rebuilding move. As you recall, we also got a first and a third. 
So Brutus was like a throw-in with that trade, and Flippola, Philpola was uh, was a Mark Strait. He traded straight away. Right. You know, and they I think Tampa flipped into Pittsburgh or something like that. So yeah, it wasn't like we didn't add a player to win now. They were both were not good enough, and we were getting rid of guys. So to really go back off the top of my head, uh, they added, they gave up a first. This is under Holgram. Uh, they gave up a first round pick for oh god, what was what, what that guy's name? Oh, he played for everybody. He played for Chicago. He won a cup with them. He was with Toronto. He's with Florida. We had him for a little bit. Is Versteeg? Yeah, Chris Versteeg. Yeah. yeah. That, that was an in-season acquisition I can remember. He did not pan out well. Um, other than that, off the, really off the top of my head without digging, like actually adding a player to win now mid-season, I can't th- – I really can't th- <laughs> There's nobody oh, on got, there. I got one. Don't, try not to laugh. <laughs> okay. When the, this season the Flyers are making a playoff push and they had to add a veteran defenseman. They gave up a second and a third to the New York Islanders. Wait, I got it. I know who it is. Andrew friggin' Donald. At the time, he was only making $500,000. That is a true story, folks. You want to know who else we traded for him? I'll tell you real quick. So it was this guy, Matt Mangine, whoever that is. But we also traded a 2015 second. Which ended up being Brandon Carlo, who's a pretty, uh, he's a solid fixture right now in the uh, Boston Bruins defense, right? And they also traded goalie, uh, well, ended up being a goalie prospect, 2014 third, which is uh, turned out to be Ilya Sorokin. I know he's still playing in Russia, but he's regarded as one of the best goalie prospects still. Oh my God! For Andy McDonald. Things even more. (laughs) Could you? Uh, Foline was in and he, he was supposedly hurt or something oh you got me real excited about that you know I actually you were right a trade actually was this close to going down get out of here really yeah they were trading McDonald to uh, Vancouver uh, but the Vancouver GM felt the, the bag of pucks was more valuable to the team so they nixed the deal at the last second I don't know if you're being are you joking around right now <laughs> <laughs> are, you, are you messing around yeah, yeah, it was a McDonald for a bag of pucks, and at the last second, the GM said, nah, these bag of pucks are much more valuable to my team. Anybody who trades for Andy McDonald will not have a job next year. It kills me. I talk to some people, and uh, they, they, they're like, McDonald's not like the worst player on the team. And I'm just like, what? <laughs> I, I just like, I think about it, and if you really break it down to the assets we gave up to get him, the ridiculous contract and how much forced playing time he gets. And honestly, I feel like he's a detriment to our young defensemen, yet they say he's great with leadership. I, I don't know how you can follow a guy who doesn't even know how to play hockey. But it's like I was talking to like a family friend, and they're telling him, and he, so he was a hockey coach and everything, and he's like, yeah, I don't really mind McDonald. I'm like, why? What? Like, how could you not mind? He doesn't wear skates. He wears flippers. Like, <laughs> It's unbelievable how bad he is, and when you add the contract and the access we gave him, he's the worst defenseman we've ever had. Now, I'm not saying skill-wise he's the worst, but given how often he's played, what we gave up and what we paid him, and for the length of the deal, he's hands down the worst. If you take all those intangibles, far and away, worst defenseman the Flyers have ever had. And he's here for another year, too. This is not even his last year. I know, I know. I really did get excited that, that somehow some ridiculous deal got 
I don't know. I knew it couldn't be true. So, anyway. <laughs> would would you move Wayne Simmons for, for a fifth round or a sixth round pick if Andy McDonald went with him? Uh, as much as I'd like to get rid of McDonald, I think I do think we still can get something for Simmons. And here's my reasoning. You said Nashville's interested. I read that um, the Boston Bruins, the Toronto Maple Leafs, and actually the Edmonton Oilers. Okay. Uh, the Oilers, I can see them being interested because uh, their GM, Shirelli, is probably going to get fired. He, is, hmm. he has a Stanley Cup ring, and it's universally agreed upon he's the worst GM in the league. Hmm. Um, he, he likes players like Simmons. So he signed, what's his name, from, uh, from Boston? Um, Lucic. Yeah, Lucic for that ridiculous deal, and he's regretting that. So he's going to trade for a very similar player like Simmons. And, you know, he traded Taylor Hall away for a, a, an average defenseman, maybe a slightly above average. The one guy who could keep up with Taylor, with Connor McDavid, he trades away before he even gets a chance to play with him. And it makes me think, if they're really interested and he's trying to save his job, what will he give up for Simmons? You know, like... Could I mean, a first definitely is on the table, but I got my eyes on like guys like Yamamoto or Poli Harvey and plus because they're really low on him right now. Uh, who knows what you could get now? I've seen his name come up a lot. Ownership could step in and be like, You're not trading any of our young guys, you're not going to be here. That's why any head coach he hired only got one year. He went to Quenville, he said no because he wanted more than a one year deal. Hello. Lave and Yo, same thing. And he gets bab- uh, he gets what's his name? Hitchcock. Hitchcock. We all thought he was retired. So, so he, the leash is very short with him. Uh, I still would be interested to see what he'd be offering. He gave up a decent college prospect that everybody wanted. Not everybody, but a lot of teams, including the Flyers, wanted in Dragula. 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 Or Brandon freaking Manning. Like, <laughs> like you could really, really get a deal done here if the. Just talk to the guy. You know, something could happen. Um, other than that, the real interesting – well, first off, I would love Fiala from the Predators. He's young. He's shown flashes. I mean, I would try to get a little bit more, um, but I would definitely be interested in that deal. Now, the real interesting one here is because Tampa is so good right now, Boston's good, Toronto's good. They're essentially locked in to playing each other in the first round of the playoffs – just like they were last year. Hmm. Just how the point standing looked like. I want to say locked in, but it's looking like that's how it's going to happen. So now, say it, let's just walk with me, work with me on this. Say it's the Flyers and Penguins in this situation. Both the Flyers and the Penguins need let's at a certain position, but it's the same position. And some team is offering this player. How's it going to look if the Penguins get that guy and then they use him against you in the playoffs? It's a division rival. I mean, these are two original six teams. They hate each other. So if both teams want Simmons and they're going to play each other in the playoffs, Simmons would be perfect for the power play and the playoffs and character. You know, he is. He's the perfect ad. They're only going to make the bid. You know, the bidding war work in our favor, regardless of how Simmons plays. All he has to do is stay healthy. Yes, I want him to play better. That could be very interesting because. Both teams aren't going to want, want to miss out. They're going to one up the other, and it's going to it's going to be it's not like hey, if we see them in the playoffs later in the playoffs, it's the first round because of how asinine the playoff system is structured. 
And Tampa Bay is far and away the best team right now, and they're the next two. They're going to play each other in the first round. It's like 90%. So if they're both interested, they're both looking for the same thing, and they're going to play each other. Like, could you not play that off, play that off each other and get the best possible deal? That's true. There's pieces on both teams I would really like. So do you, could drive the place up. do you think the closer the trade deadline gets, the less leverage the Flyers will have? No. I, I, I always think – I don't want to say they have more – but teams get more – because they can always hold on to them and trade his rights. It's not like it's the end of the world. Obviously, you won't get as much. Um, I think they'll have deals in place that they want to get more so they could always fall back and be like, we'll do this. Um, but teams get desperate. Team, that's when the price is the highest. It's the same with the draft. The price is the highest at the draft, you know? Yeah. And – because that's your last chance, and that teams get desperate. And they're, you know, Toronto could win a totally win a cup this year. Bruins, I don't know, but they're both good teams. And if that they think that player can push them over, they're going to do it. I mean, Boston's shown they traded for Rick Nash last year, and among other players, like they they'll make moves. Toronto is ready. Like they surprised last year, they got Tavares in the off season. They're looking for a defense. Who's giving up a top four defenseman who's not in the playoffs? Maybe Carolina, but that trade has not happened yet. So maybe they go the other route, pay a little bit less, and get Simmons. At the very least, that we're going to get phone calls and two teams bidding against each other. It's only going to drive the price up. Wait to the last second. At the last second, somebody – if you're telling me Coburn can net you a first and third and Racco Gudis, Simmons will get you something. And I do think it will be more than a second or a third. I think we're looking at a first plus. If the plus is a certain prospect, it depends. And you just kind of hope he starts playing better to really lock that in. Um, I wouldn't say I'm excited. I'm more nervous because this is a real good opportunity here. You know, and let's just hope Fletcher doesn't screw it up. I'll be honest. I'm, I'm, more, I'm happier seeing him do this than Hextall because Hextall really started to question him at, towards the end. So we'll see. Um, I just I, I'm not doom and gloom like you were the other day. <laughs> I mean, I I still kind of am because I, I guess I guess once once we see more of these rumors kind of come out, I'll get a little bit more excited. But I'm just like, damn, if this is the guy that they know they're trading for, how can they? How would anybody give up a one or or a prospect for Wayne Simmons? You know. It's funny how we talk about our players. But then the outside looking in, they talk about our players differently. Yeah. Um, there's a, I know a lot of people make fun of Eklund, but he has some really nice hockey uh, analysts and writers on his show. And one of them, Michael Agello, is all about Toronto. He, he like talks about it too much. It, it, that is his team, like we are with the Flyers. He might even be more into it because he's, he's a writer and he's a, he's a, a media guy for them. And he wants Wayne Simmons. He knows the team wants a player like Wayne Simmons, and they need that presence. And if they can't get the defense they need, that might be the route they go. So hearing that gives me faith. I, wa- I watched them. Uh, they had that day game today, which was weird. I watched them today. They definitely need some help over there. If they're not going to improve their D, or um, I, I, we could save this for later on, but they're going to need a goalie, I think. Toronto? And, yeah, big time. They play him too much, and he's actually the kind of goalie who can play a lot of games, but even still, 
when Garrick Sparks is your backup, it's going to be tough. So, mm-hmm. I mean, you thinking they're looking at one of our goalies possibly? I mean, we have serviceable. I mean, our goalies, they are what they are. They're serviceable. They're, they, they're good backups. You know, if they want to trade for Brian Elliott, he would work out for them. Because they're, they're a team making a push, you know. What do we need Brian Elliott and Michael Newverth uh, for? What do we need them? You know? I mean, it'd be ideal if you could send them along in a sense trade to get what you want from them. Just, you know, probably not Neuverth because you just can't trust his health. Yeah. Um, but if Elliott's back and playing well, well, healthy, uh, Stolarz is a name. Even Loin. I don't know how much they would like Loin, but, you know. You hey, sure. Know. I, would, I would send one of those four along in a, in a deal outside of Carter Hart, obviously, yeah. uh, just to get it done. I like Casper Kappen, and from them, I don't <laughs> think it's great. You know, I wouldn't get him at a first, but still. Um, I don't know. Boston's got a lot of defensemen, but I don't know if they'd be willing to give one up. They've had a lot of injuries, but they're probably looking more like picks. But this is supposed to be a pretty good draft from what I hear, so keeping our own first pick, possibly getting Hughes, God, that would be phenomenal. Yeah, I mean, at this at this point, earlier in the season, I'm like, you know what? They got to make a change. They have to get a goalie, uh, a defenseman, whatever. Now I'm just like, eh, they're they're not going to win regardless. So, you know, start yeah, getting definitely sellers. There's no point in buying. That would be yeah. stupid. Uh, I have heard the the Jonathan Quick rumors have died down. Thank God. Uh, I have still heard, and I would still do Craig Anderson. I would. Yeah, so would uh, I. Wouldn't shouldn't cost you as much, and you could. He's definitely a good starter with Carter Hart, you know, 60, 40, well, percentage, not games. Uh, I'd be more like, I'd do like 55 or 50 and 30, you know, 1A, 1B, and then he's old enough where Carter Hart could take over from him. Jimmy Tower name has been floated. I know Pittsburgh's interested. They want a first, and they might get it. He's been playing on a very bad team. He's been playing well, and it's been noticeable. It may be all-star game. Not that that really means anything, but... Do you have him on your fantasy team? Because I, I never was really crazy for Jimmy Howard. Yeah, I traded him to Steve. <laughs> yeah. so, so, like, I've never been a big Jimmy Howard guy. Maybe, like, five, six years ago, I thought he was pretty pretty solid. Is he still good? He went through a patch where they were like, oh, Mrazic's the... the Mrazic. <laughs> the uh, heir apparent, and then he... He dealt with some injury issues, and really over last year, he was like quietly good again, and this year it's really showing. So I think he's good. He's on a really bad team, you know, like, and he's, he's standing out. So it's hard to do as a goalie. If you're a player like Connor McDavid with the Oilers, like you're going to stand out because you're the only thing they got out there. But if you're a goaltender on a bad team and you're standing out, there's something to be said about that. So I, I wonder. I think, I think he rolled that a nice return as long as he doesn't get hurt or anything like that. I wonder if uh, they're trying to showcase Nuvi a little bit because I would have figured Carter Hart would have started tonight, and I wonder if they're thinking well, Brian Elliott's the guy that's gonna kind of hang out with Carter Hart. Well, I think that it started because they had a, he had a really bad start against Carolina before the other game right. where he gave up that one bad goal, and then in the second period two bad goals and they pulled him. I don't think they were gonna start him against Carolina. Uh, so, you know, should shouldn't matter either way. They, they, that's a team they have to really show up for, which they don't. Which is why I, I want them to, like, stealth tank, where they don't say we're tanking. <laughs> I think that's what they're doing, man. Yeah, like, they start Noidworth all the time, you know. 
it's tough. But so as far as there's anybody else in the Flyers, you would really like to sail hard at the deadline. I think goalies is going to be tough, but you'll have to. We'll really have to see how they're playing around the end of February. Yeah, <clears throat> who needs what? So you brought up uh, Radko Gudis before the show. He's been playing <clears throat> really, really well this year. Also, I mean, he's uh, recently he's been showing a little bit more, a uh, little bit more toughness, a little bit more of his old self. Um, I don't think he'll ever. I mean, he may when he goes to a playoff team, um, but I'm not sure if he's ever going to be that same guy. I just think the league really came down hard on him and, and everybody else, and you're just not seeing that kind of that kind of game from from any of the teams anymore, really. Um, but he he's been playing very very solid all year. He's playing with uh, Andy McDonald on the third line now. He's, he was playing with Sandheim for a long time before that. Um, I think they can get some value for him if if they're looking to move him. He's under contract for another year. Um, what have you heard as far as rumors, if any? Uh, I haven't heard anybody interested in Gudis yet. However, he's played a lot better than he has last year. Uh, although his second half last year was really bad, so. Anything's better than that. I hope he doesn't play bad this second half. He's got a year left on his deal, which is attractive because it's very manageable. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't say he's a top four defenseman, uh, but he's capable. Uh, He's got a hard slap shot. He's right-handed, which is rare. Uh, He's definitely – he can net you a third. I think a second's a little too much, but you can get a pick for him. Yeah, for sure. If if Toronto really wanted Simmons and Gudis together, I know he's not – I know that's not a defenseman they really need. Like I know they need like a top, they need like a top four guy, but it's I think it'd be better than some of the options they have. No, that's and, a that's a good scenario to bring up because it, and it's more it's more of the grit factor as well, which is in the toughness. Which for sure, for. it's definitely something to look into. Boston could be interested because they've had a slew of injuries in defense. Uh, just trying to think of. Uh, def- I mean, it seems like Tampa Bay always gets a defenseman every single playoff run. You know, you got Strawman running on fumes down there. Yeah, uh, it, it's funny because we he we got him from Tampa, but you never know. I mean, I, there, anybody could take a right-handed defenseman who who is cheap and has a year of control. They, they really need to explore that one. I think there's a chance they could just bring it back because they they kind of need him. You know, he's a veteran. Uh, they got him for another year. I don't think that's a smart move. I think you get what you can from now. Bring the kids up. See what you got. Philip Myers is knocking down the door, man. He's ready to come up now. <clears throat> exactly. It's just a reason to bring him up. Um, so, yeah, I mean, outside of that, you know, Raffle, <laughs> well, I mean, for a fourth, third. I heard last year somebody offered them a second. Are you kidding me? Yeah, he's like that super utility player. A lot of teams value that just because of the injuries that go through the playoffs. See, I think I think he's a good fourth liner. Like he, we just, the rest of our team sucks. Like that's what the problem is. We were rolling four strong lines. He would look great on the fourth line, but we don't. So yeah, it's just a trickle down effect. I was never whenever a big raffle guy. But yeah, like it's nice whenever somebody gets hurt. You know, you could put raffle pretty much anywhere on the team, and he'll get you over that hump. You know, he's not spectacular. He's not good as he used to be, but those kind of players are rare. So does he play on the PK? Yeah, exactly. And he—he he, he never really questioned his effort. Uh, I think if somebody called asking about Wheel, hmm. then Bobby wouldn't be given much. But given whatever they give, are you going to retain Wheel? Are you going to bring him back? No. Some people might say yes. I hope not. I think just if they here give you a fifth round pick, okay, 
Dude, he he's he annoys me, man. Like he he's he bothers me. Like some of the yeah, stuff he, that he does. He remind, you know, he, he he reminds me of like a poor man's. Oh God, what was that guy's name? Sam Gagne. You know okay. Sam Gagne? Yeah. He was a little more talented. He couldn't finish. I think I like Sam Gagne. Wheel just he bugs me. Like there's something about his personality. He just well, bugs me. Show flashes of brilliance. I don't want to say brilliance, but you know he really knows what he's doing. And it'll drive play all of a sudden, be energetic, and then he completely disappears. And the next time you see him, it's in a penalty box. You know? Remember yeah. he was taking like two penalties a game for like ten games? Yeah. So, like, then he wasn't playing for a little while. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe he's just sometimes he's too over-hyperactive or something, but he, you know, Jordan Wheel experiment is over as far as I'm concerned, so move on. It seems yeah. like they're benching Letera a little bit more after all this stuff's coming out. Oh, yeah, he should. His, his contract should be off the books at this point. I guess they got to wait till he's actually convicted, but yeah. he's not, I don't think he's going to be playing until. Uh, I think he's done. <laughs> yeah, he was sentenced. I think they sentenced him to five months the other day. He got sentenced already? Yeah, he's, he's been sentenced, but he's got to go back for it. Oh, I thought he had to go back for trial. Mm-mm. Oh, wow. Or maybe they want to sentence him. I, I can't remember what it was. He should definitely be out of the NHL, but who knows? Yeah. Um, you know, when it comes to my mom, like, who else can you trade? Like, you're not trading Drew or Coots or TK. You're not trading Patrick. I mean, I would I would be interested in Voracek if anybody's calling about him. I would seriously consider that. Uh, did you hear what came out with Dallas with uh, their uh, CEO going off on uh, Sagan and uh, Jamie Venn? Yeah, I mean... That sounds cool, but it's it, it's pretty classless to to do that. I think in the public, as much as we want to hear like it's drama and we want to hear that kind of stuff, like I I loved it because it was from another team. But if somebody came out like that on, on for us, I'm not sure uh, I would have agreed with that. Especially since Sagan and Ben are your, your two top guys. Um, but but part of me does like it. Part of me likes it, and, and I'm kind of torn in the middle. Um, because I think guys like that, if you're if you're if you're getting paid that kind of money, you you should be performing, and you, you know you're supposed to be the leader, you know, and call them out. But to do it how they did, it may not have been the right way, you know. If you want to keep stuff in house, whatever. I like it too, but yeah, it was a little harsh. Yeah. Like, oh, they got their money and then they stopped playing. It's one season. It's not like they've been doing this, you know. Yeah. And they played awfully hard for you before that money too. For so, sure, yeah. Ben Ben's one of my favorite players in the league. I think he, he's you know. There's there's blame to go around. They need to be held accountable. They owned it too. They owned it too. So I mean, he just I think he was really over the top with it. You know, I don't know. Hey, some people are emotional like that. Uh, if he was here, whoever that CEO was, he was in Philly. Can you imagine what he'd be saying about Hackstall and Borchak and Ghost and Profit. He would he would have a heart attack. He would have a stroke and drop dead. <laughs> so I'm all, I'm all for that kind of stuff. But I mean, if you're going to do it, do it, uh, say it to their face. Go in the locker room and say it in there, you know, to come out and do it in the media kind of makes them look like, uh, dysfunctional. yeah, it makes them look like, like dysfunctional. I don't know if it so much makes them look bad as it, as it makes him look bad, you know? Or both of them be made available at the trade deadline. 
I mean, they're they're up in the they're up in. I think they're getting better in the standings, but I don't know if that's going to hold out. But Tyler Sagan. I could mean, could you imagine him next to Giroux? It. I mean, I don't know what I'd offer. Give them what they want. <laughs> I mean, even with the money he's making, they'd have to take like Borchek back in the deal. Mm-hmm. But so, what else would we have to do to get him? I, I, it's a it's a pipe dream. But I don't know. That's how this kind of stuff starts. Big trades get made. It's uh, weird things like this, weird situations like this. So just because we're tra- talking at trade deadline, it wouldn't even it wouldn't even be like a sell or buy. It'd be like a it could be like a player for player, not player for player, but like you know, I wouldn't call it a sell or a buy. It's just a trade. Yeah, trade. I think how's Dallas doing? Aren't they in the playoffs as of right now? Actually, I think they're only four points behind Nashville. Oh, really? So they must have picked it up or something. I don't know. But I guess I don't know why the guy went off if they weren't. I guess because those two are performing at the level that he was expected. He wants them to kind of put him over the top. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, they, they won't. They definitely won't be moved if they're that plant, that's a planted into the playoff race. But there's a lot of time between now and the end of February. So we'll see. Yeah. Other than that, I mean, is there anything else you could. Uh, any other players? I, I really can't. I don't think so. No, besides Simmons, Gudis, maybe they do something with the goalie. That's pretty much it. I mean, Voracek, but he's a little bit more complicated. He's somebody I could probably see moving uh, in the offseason. What you about know? a guy like Lawton? Would you trade him? Yeah, I mean, he's not untouchable. I don't see why not, you know. Honestly, the only two players right now who are untouchable, I would say Giroux, Carter Hart, and then Probably Coos three, but that's it. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I like to personally. I like to keep TK, but depending on the deal, even for Emperor Roth, but depending on the deal, anybody's. I've heard anything from the Blues about Pareko. You haven't heard anything. Pareko, so we'll see. Things are gonna pick back up soon. Yeah, um, and the, the worse they get, the faster this stuff's gonna start rolling. And a, a shot of Jack Hughes is nothing to be sniffed at, like. You really have to consider that. Hey, a lot of guys are, are bringing up uh, Capo Keiko. Have you watched any of him in the World Juniors? No, who's he with? I think he plays for Finland. Where's he projected to go in the draft? <laughs> People are saying top three. Yeah, is he a defenseman? Nah, forward. Hmm. Winger yeah. or center? Uh, that I don't know. I, gotta, I have to look more into him. But I've been seeing his name pop up on Twitter every now and again. It's called... Crapo for Kako. <laughs> like like Tank for Hughes, Loose for Hughes. Yeah, or uh, Winless for Wigan back for the six. Yeah, right, right, right. Yeah, yeah so there, there's going to be some guys at the top of the draft that they could go after. Um, yeah, I don't know. That's another thing. If you don't get Hughes, if you're a high enough pick, you might still get somebody good. So Yeah. And because Nolan Patrick looks so bad right now. Yeah, um, I know he's only 20 years old, man, but I... I I've seen more negative than I have seen any flashes yet from him, you know? Yeah, he doesn't draw... I don't know. Certain stats say he drives play well, but, like, the eye test does not tell me that. Right. And he just has this, like, pretty boy, I don't give a shit look. Yeah, that's what I heard, too. He's he's kind of, um... What's what's the word we were using with this team? Lifeless. Yeah, yeah. Lo- uh, not privileged, uh... Entitled. They look entitled. I heard that, that he's had that entitled attitude. 
but he hasn't done anything. It's I'm not surprised. It's not that low. I mean, I don't know. It sucks, man. You, get, you think you get lucky and move up, and then he's just so good. <laughs> we get we get Nolan it's Patrick. Oh, player to break out going into this year, and he's just so good. Yep. It sucks. You really thought you had your. That's part of the why the reason I think they're losing, man. That was supposed to be your second line center. Yeah. You know? And you're right. Limblom and Borchek, we thought we had a line, and he just—he was the guy who was playing the worst on that line, and now he's hurt again. It's like, it's, hey man, we better turn. I mean, he's still young, got plenty of time, but it just doesn't look good. Um, so you were talking to me earlier. Uh, do you have some questions or some thoughts on Chuck Fletcher's trade history as we as the trade deadline is looming? Yeah, I mean. Uh... We we talked about the, what the Flyers have done the last couple of years, and I think that was mostly Hextall. Um, so some of Hextall's trades, you got rid of guys like Teeman and uh, Hartnell, mostly dumping salary, things like that. Um, what kind of trades uh, can you see Fletcher making based on his past moves? See, the thing is, based on his past moves, I've only seen him go for it kind of trades, such as Pominville. Um he does. He did make at the time under the radar moves like a third for Dubnik, and that really, really panned out for him. Uh, something like Holgram did when you know we traded Bob and we traded made all these other trades, but like an under the radar move was we acquired Steve Mason. Yeah, say what you will. His first few seasons in Philly, he was really good, especially his first. He was really, really good. We got him so, for a third round pick, by the way. Yeah, like not, not. Not, nothing crazy, you know? Yeah. So if he could do something like that, I would be happy, you know? Um, I really love looking for him to sell. His, his, From the trades I've seen he's made, I have not seen him sell anybody. I've seen him dump salary. I've seen him make player-for-player player deals, some of which have worked, some of which have not. He's It's like a coin toss with him. So uh, luckily, I don't think we'll be making any going-for-it trades. That would be stupid. I'm a little nervous what he's going to do on the goalie front. I don't want to give up too many assets. But it's a wait and see because his history doesn't show selling moves. And we shouldn't buy. So That's interesting. That's really interesting that you, that you say that. Because, um, I mean, you figure that's, in our, that's the mode we're in is sell mode. So I, I'm interested to see if he can add to the roster while selling at the same time. That, that's interesting. Like that's what like if he's not gonna say say we can't trade Simmons or or if we do or whatever like another like another trade like you shouldn't just make one or two trades at this deadline I really hope they make like this is a lot to, from now to the deadline like I want to see at least like three trades you know I want to see Gudis and Simmons moved or Simmons and somebody else like Raffle or somebody or goalie. Um, but I'd also like to see one of those under-the-radar moves. Take a shot at somebody. He gave a fourth-round pick for a team trying to clear salary to acquire somebody else. Or, like, this is how guys like Dudnik get get picked up, get moved, from, mm-hmm. you know. So something like that. Some goalies out there you want to put your system, take a shot on. Maybe he can help you in the meantime until Carter Hart's ready and he can be a backup. And you never know. But that's what happened with Dudnik. That's what happens with certain players. Um other teams do it. The Flyers haven't done it in a long time. So I'm curious. I don't know who would be available, but I'm still curious to see if something like that could happen. If not, at the very least, a 
a, like a player player for player move. I'd be okay with that. Like, I don't think anybody too highly priced, but a Lawton for somebody or a Raffle or like Dal Weiss gets moved, a wheel for something, you know, uh, two players who just need a change of scenery. You know what I mean? How some guys that revitalizes them a little bit. Yeah. So it's tough. He's you really got to look over the roster, see how everybody's playing, moving up to the deadline. But I just got to do something. Like so far, he's doing exactly what Hexall did. Not that I think that's bad, but yeah. I really want to see talks intensify. I really want to. If at the very least we get a haul for Simmons and that's it, I'll be happy with that. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I can't see anything past Simmons. And and after seeing what the Flyers have done, I went back like 10, 12 years, and they haven't really ever traded for somebody. That, uh, like, let, let's say, like Tarasenko during the course of a season. Um, if they're going to make a move like that, it's going to come during the summer. Um, maybe, maybe probably around the draft. June June twenty third was a is a huge day for the Flyers for trades for whatever reason. Um, Richards and Carter went that one year. Then, then <clears throat> what's that? I was just gonna say it sounds like Richards and Carter. Yeah, I think uh, somebody else was traded pretty big on that day. I, I think JVR went on that day. I, I, I think I think Braden Shan as well was traded on the same day. Different years, obviously, but same day. So June twenty third. If we if we want to put bets in, guys, June twenty third, Jake Voracek's gonna get traded. Two sell moves and one player for player that turned really bad in our favor. Yeah. So, what else you got? You got anything else? I'm just depressed, man. Like <laughs> here we are again. I know it's hard. It's hard to even be angry, man. Like. Well, what did I say? Like a week and a half ago, like. Once the honeymoon phase of the new goalie, new coach is over, they're going to revert back. I said I hope they don't. They're going to revert back to how they are. And this is a typical Flyers loss. They have a decent first period. They have a shit show of a second period. They have a, what, an eight-minute span where they give a shit all of a sudden? And then I watched the post-game show, and it's like, did I? Did you watch any of the, the interviews in the post-game show? Is it the same? No, not tonight. Well, at first it was kind of the same. Is Coots on the penalty kill? Am I missing something? He should be if he's not. Yeah, right? Well, be- the reason I say this is because he was just talking and he, he sounded depressed, to be honest. He sounds the and same. He's probably, probably tired of answering all the same questions. Yeah. Giving the same responses. Yeah. But I swear, at some point he was like, yeah, this happened, that happened. Penalty kill didn't do their job. And I was like, whoa, wait a minute. What did he just... You know, like, he saw the penalty kill, right? Because he wouldn't have said that if he wasn't. Yeah. You know, pointing the finger kind of. I'm pretty sure he's on there, yeah. I mean, he has to be. And they were looking... I still had to ask, like, was he... Was it his unit that was out when they got scored on? Right. You know, because they they got caught standing around again tonight in some of those earlier goals. And it's just like... Pointing the finger? Like, that's... That's really toxic. Like, it's really bad. Yeah. So, I see other guys get moved just for the sake of being moved. You know what it is? They have to change up this locker room simply because the, these all might be good players. The chemistry is not there. It's not. It's confidence, the chemistry, the morale, it's all shit. That's what it's got to be now. Like there, there could be, there's nothing else it could be. And I'm okay waiting because I don't want to make a move simply out of anger because that's how you make mistakes. Yeah. But I'm telling you, they really need to sell and they need to do so, retool in the off season as well. 
And to be talking about the off season on January third sucks, man. It's pathetic. For for it, like four months ago, we were pumped because we got JVR. Five months ago. This is the worst stretch of Flyers hockey in my life. It's friggin' boring, man. My entire childhood, they were good. They were playoff. Playoffs were like a guarantee. Uh, they had that one bad season. Holgram immediately flipped them around. Got teaming and Hartnell, whatever. They were up and down. Finals run, you know. 2012 was a great year. And ever since then, it has been the worst stretch of Flyers hockey I've ever witnessed. Yeah, it's tough to watch, dude. It's boring. Boring. It, 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 it's exactly like what it sounds like. Like they're just waiting around for guys to come up. And it's freaking boring. And we've been waiting for it. We're, we're two years from being two years away. <laughs> yeah, you got that right. So, so, it's, it's pathetic. I never thought we'd reach this, this point in my fanhood, but... Here we are. Yeah, so, exactly. Here we are. What are you gonna do? So we're about we're about forty one minutes in. You got uh, you want to wrap it up? You got any last words? The march to the trade deadline begins. Oh my god! And January third. Are already selling. Unbelievable, man! Unbelievable. Who would have thought when they signed JVR? Who would have thought we'd be saying this when they signed JVR for seven uh, seven years back in July? Go back and watch our first podcast. The optimism. Yeah. Like, oh, JVR, I love hearing it. Oh, jeez. That's a shame, he man. Rebound goal tonight, though. Yeah, he um, did. Pigeon got one. It, it's funny. The one thing we talked about, and we were so right on that first podcast, was I said, um, I said, you're telling me you're going to go in with Elliot and Neuverth? You're telling me Neuverth is going to give you, like, 30 starts as a backup? And you you agreed with me. You were like, yeah. Something. It was worse than that. Elliot has I don't think he's given he's going to give us thirty starts this year. Like it's been an absolute shit show. It's We're terrible, supposed man. to win this year. I quote Ron Hextall, and we have by this could be the worst season under in his tenure. I know he's not here anymore, but to to go from we're ready to win to this, it's like wow. Yeah, and there's a there's a there's a couple of, there's a handful of players that have. Have done that as well. Like this is supposed to be their year where they really make the jump. I'm looking at Ivan Provorov, um, Shane Gostas Bear. They they've all been, you know, st- on a steady incline, and then this year comes around and they, it's going to be their le- uh, worst season uh, of all. You know what it feels like? It's going to be a pretty bad analogy, but it's a true story. So I went crabbing once, and we were coming back, and I had to take a, I had to use the bathroom really bad. Like I had, I had to poop. Okay? <laughs> So we get to my friend's house, his dad's not there, and we're locked out. Oh, my God. And I don't know what to do. I'm literally doing circles because I don't want to shit on the lawn. <laughs> I can't get in the house. And I feel like I'm running out of time. <laughs> so there's me just doing circles. Like, I, cause <laughs> I don't know what to do. like, I don't know what to do. That's how I feel about this team. Like, I don't know what direction to go in. Like, I, what are they going to do? Are they their whole course here. I feel like they have to move like 85% of the team. And they could take a shit at any minute. They're all going to be available and who knows what can happen. And then you're worried about the prospects and the goaltending. And it's just like, I feel like that kid in 2007 running around in circles not knowing where to shit. (laughs) (laughs) It's such a similar feeling to me. It sucks, man. It's scary. It's scary. So, 
another dreadful, sad podcast. Um, well, well, thank you for that story, at least. That, that was a great analogy. Thank you. I wasn't <laughs> sure, but I'm glad I have your approval. All right, so we'll, we'll wrap this one up. The Flyers uh, lost, they lose five straight for only the first time this year, guys. Oh, man, um, is it five already? Yeah, it's actually the fourth time they, they've gone on a losing streak of four or more games. It's pretty oh, sad. They didn't get blown out by anybody. Uh, yeah. They kind of did the other night. Predators pretty close. Yeah. Uh, they, they actually looked strong for According to two Bill periods. Clement, they played pretty good, though. They were pretty, they're getting pretty close to a win, was his exact quote. How tired are you hearing that, man, after a loss? It's just excuse after excuse after excuse, and I'm sure it's just the fans' fault because we're too mean. <laughs> yep, but... All right, we're, we're going to put a bow on this one, guys. Thanks for hanging out with us. It looks like we have a couple viewers down there. Thanks, thanks for watching, guys. Uh, it was fun, and uh, we'll catch you on the next one.